Hello friends and folks and welcome back to the Hunter's Quorum. There are many monsters, but none quite like the ones that fill our hearts. I'm Six Detmar from Scanline Media. I'm Alan Ibrahim from Chats and Scanline Media. And temporary co-host Minofsky, you're back. You can you can start introducing yourself as part of this. You're going to be on it for long enough. You know? Yeah, I, I'm planning to stick around at least uh, up through Sunbreak and possibly beyond whenever you need me. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm very passionate about monsters, and I'm very glad to be back on the show. And you're very passionate about hunting them. You want to hurt them. Uh, not so much, but, you know, that is the only way that they really give you to engage with them. So <laughs> it is what it is. I, I will admit, I... I don't tend to capture in Monster Hunter because it's so fucked up. Yeah, I, I saw that as like the cozier ecological alternative at first, but the, you know there there definitely are some lore-based questions about what exactly happens to the ones you capture after the research is done. So maybe neither I mean, are it, good. Yeah, it seems like what they do is they bring them back, they cage them, and they shave parts off of them while they're alive, and then kill them. Or they put them in the arena for you to kill later anyway. So it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it sucks in World when you finally capture something and then you go back and it's there, like sadly in the ca- the little corral, That's and you're like, no. <laughs> yeah, it's a catch and release monster hunting. Th- th- yeah, there's a lot of questions about the world of Monster Hunter, but uh, uh, as we've established, unfortunately, the only real way to see these cool monsters is to go out and fight and hunt them. So. Uh, enjoy it while they last, and then find other uh, enjoyment in all their unique attributes, as we're about to do on today's show. Mm-hmm. In fact, we're going to start off with uh, a friend that is introduced in Monster Hunter Generations, as is this little arc here, this this set that we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. But not only that, going to be back in uh, in Sunbreak. Yes, uh, just announced in the... Uh, the previous update. Now, by the time people hear this, there will be another update on Tuesday, so we'll get to find out more Ooh. of the returners. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, Astalos was the most recently uh, announced to be returning, and to a lot of fanfare, a lot of people, including myself, very excited to see this one back. Yeah, so we've got here a, a, a thunder-elemented uh, flying wyvern. Uh, got some some big green like sort of thin wings that uh, crackle with electricity. Um, <laughs> mutter, butterfly vibes. Hey, in this uh, because I have to yeah, say, intrusive up? thought. Mountain Dew Dragon. <laughs> especially the sorry, especially the Boltry Rastalos. If you just look at that variant, that's Mountain Dew to me. I I'm <clears throat> Alan. I'm disappointed in you. Why is that? What did I, I do? Expe- I expected better of you. I really thought you would go with Fell Dragon. Oh, sure. Fel yeah. Neon this green. is a World of Warcraft Fell Dragon. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. Let, let's get into Astalos then. Um, yeah. Astalos is the is one of four flagships for generations. Uh, so these are referred to as the Faded Four, and they're the ones we're going to get into. I think with you know in sequence here uh, astalos was the one i was the most expecting to be underwhelmed by before i fought one so because i thought like you know well, okay well it's a lightning dragon what's so cool about that and then i saw this thing in motion uh and it's amazing and all of the little insect qualities they put into it really stand out so it's got a tree hopper crest on its head it's got glass wing butterfly wings it's got a dragonfly tail earwig uh, earwig pinchers at the back uh it kind of sounds like a cicada and it Ooh. and it generates its electricity using uh like friction like a cricket 
So a lot of its parts move and like fluctuate while you're fighting it, and that's how it is uh, creating its bioelectricity. So it is just a full-on insect wyvern that just has dragon-like qualities. And it has an amazing uh, electric guitar uh, theme song that's just a bunch of power chords while it's fighting you. So tell me about this this fight. Is it just is it just like uh oh no, brain, we got we got this. We got this. Okay. Okay. Uh electric <clears throat> monster monster hunter world. Is it just Toby Kadachi but a but fly? Uh no, I would say it's a it's a different fight. Like it's it's all it's extremely aggressive. Like it is constantly coming at you. It's it has a lot of like area of effect attacks, but also just moves at such a speed and intensity that it's it's really hard to keep up with, uh, especially when you get to the Bolt Reaver Astalos. Uh, and this is important to talk about the Faded Four. You really have to look at their uh, their variants, which in uh, Generations were called the Deviants, um, because those all debuted with the monster. They're all in the same game. Um, so like for Bolt Reaver. Uh, it creates this giant, like, lightning spike on its head that kind of swings around like a lightsaber while it's fighting you and increases its range a great deal. Uh, so, yeah, just this very intense thing oh. that is constantly swinging at you. Yeah, the 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 fact that it can, like, it has the big blue electrical horn, but I'm assuming, like, I don't know, when it goes into power-up state or something, just all the whole, all the green turns blue. Yes. Looks really gorgeous. Yes. Uh, oh, also, wow. also a, a quality it shares with Zenogre. If you try to use a, uh, in a, in a shock trap on it when it's not in electrified state, it powers it up instead of capturing it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Love so, it. So they can backfire to try to capture that one at the wrong time. I, I think this is an interesting gameplay one because, you know, it's we talk about like the Monster Hunter skeletons and how like there's only so many skeletons they can make. Because it is a, like, dragon skeleton, which we've seen plenty of times before. But the choice to make it electric and it attacks, like, literally two times, if not three times faster than your average dragon is makes the fight really engaging. Because, mm -hmm. like, what what always bores me about dragon battle, like, boss battles in... Like, I just finished Elden Ring, and that game has a lot of dragons in it that are, like, really bo occasionally boring to fight because they're so slow. And all of their mm -hmm. attacks are, like, huge. And, like, this thing, the Aslos is just always hitting you. Like, it's, like, gigantic but fast at the same time, which is really fun and, and different. Yeah, and I, I think that's a lot of the excitement for uh, most of the people who love this monster, is just knowing that, like, okay, uh, Sunbreak is going to be a master rank experience, which means this is going to be, like, the hardest fights the game has to offer. And right off the bat, Astalos, I think, is going to be interesting with, like, wire bug recovery and stuff that we now have in Rise that weren't in the old ones. Because mm. I, I think... Wirebug recovery was something that has kind of nerfed a lot of monsters because it gave you kind of a get out of, get out of jail free card. But uh, unless they tweak it a lot, and I, I, I see them really going for Astalos in this one, uh, I think this is a monster that is going to punish you for using Wirebug recovery because it'll still be attacking while you're doing that. So it'll be catching mm. you out of your own iframes. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm just excited to see what they can do with it now. So I love the goal. Cool lean all the way into it. Speaking of it having unique mechanics, electrocute my wire bug. Yeah. So every, every time I use it, I get zapped a little bit. Do something, do, do something wacky like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say go for it. Um, it's it's. I just wanted to really briefly point out its Japanese name, uh, which is Rise Kusu. Just you know, 
Lightning dragon. <laughs> yeah, which is just lightning insect all, rather. Which a lot of people have also just romanized into Rizex. Right. <laughs> so it just sounds like a cool energy drink. A cool <laughs> drink Rizex or like an not an antidepressant, like some sort of medication. <laughs> Try oh, Rizex. Uh, uh-huh. Well, we'll we'll get it. There's some more monsters that start getting really medication uh sounding names. <laughs> so we'll oh. we'll definitely get into that. Hell yeah. So um, do we want to go over equipment? Absolutely. Well, I'm going to read the the okay. uh, in-game description first, just, you know, sure. tradition. Of course. Um, known as the Thunder Wyvern, Astalos can charge itself with electricity from the furious movements of its wings, tail, and crest. In its charged state, the membrane in its wings take on a beautiful glow that only barely offsets the terrible nature of this monster. Terrible. Terrible. And, and yeah, I will say that the wings on this thing are especially beautiful, and they reflect light in a kind of stained glass way. Yeah, uh, that's that, really okay. You uh, say stained glass. You kind of it's just it's taking a shortcut to my heart. Yep, yeah, it's 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 a really fun one to look at. Um, and its equipment is also really fun to look at right out the gate. Um, is that that's the lance? I'm assuming at the top of the equipment page on Loki. That's gigantic, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, six again. That the the fell energy here is strong in all of its, <laughs> its weaponry. Yeah, uh, it definitely is. <clears throat> Uh, I like hunting- I like that the hunting horn has that uh, has the wing quality. Yeah, yeah, it's got the stained glass hunting horn kind of. Uh, the hammer looks like a plow almost. It's like very oddly shaped, almost axe like for a hammer. Um, so I have a I have a request. Um, since since Sunbreak isn't out yet, um, developers that are obviously listening to our podcast, mm-hmm. very popular podcast with uh, Monster Hunter developers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, what if you gave the outfit wings, and not only that, when you used a wire bug, the wings spread? Ooh. So the wings were out while you were moving with they a wire have bug. Never, have they ever done armor that, like, moves in that way? I guess they've done bug armor with wings before. But not, like, I don't think so interactable, though. That would definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. be really cool. Yeah. So that's that's my idea. He's dead. That's what I got. Devs who are listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, the armor, uh, I, I would say, too, is great. Also, because this is kind of a rarity we've talked about, the female armor does not look too much different from the male armor, at least in giving you, like, almost a full mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's not illegally horny either. I mean, there's a little bit of thigh, but I think that's also covered up by green. And, like... and, and that gives it a wasp feel anyway, so... Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Her cloak is better than the male cloak, I'll say, also. Yeah, I think the I think the the female armor just has better color separation to get into fucking model terms like a shithead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I do like I do like these weapons. I do think like some of the weapons don't don't stand out as much to me. Like I think a lot of the um the blades just kind of they don't incorporate the green very well. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, green is just an accent. It doesn't feel like. It's mm-hmm. part of the coloring. But then you've got some really cool designs. Like, I think the switch axe is, is really, like, elegant. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The gun lance is not a lance, and that's fun. Um, the bow gun is cool. The bow gun looks like, oh, God, what does that look like? A ha- that looks like a like halo some... weapon. I don't even think, I mean, like, I see that comparison, but there's more specifically some other, like, PS2 era shooter that I can't <laughs> think of right now. The conduit. Um, <laughs> definitely that was definitely what i was thinking of <laughs> must have been the conduit i'm always thinking about the conduit uh whatever the conduit is not screen um <laughs> where's the conduit yeah. uh I- i've also shared in the chat the palico armor 
uh, for Astalos. Oh man, it's a common writer. What? No, I, I, <laughs> That's I, great. I will point out that this is a fan edit just because they uh, they changed the color of the cat stripes because the arms and legs are not covered on the suit. So this they definitely added to the common writer effect, but this is a thing you can do within the game. So I mean, the helmet. Know, it's got the, the the helmet and the belt. Yes. It's like there's no other there's no other reading. <laughs> and it does have little uh pixie wings in the back too. So Aww. That's great. That's great. I love how alien this is. Yeah, so so first of all, uh over on we added <sighs> Okay, I thought we added a section for Palico. We ended up not doing that. Um, but I think the I think I'm a yes all around on this guy. I am. I mean, we know that you're you're hopeless. <laughs> you're a, you're a simp. It's true. <laughs> a simp. Ah, uh, yeah, this is a yes for me for sure. All right, excellent. Starting off with a winner, then moving off to a loser. Gamma. Oh, don't do this to Gamus. <laughs> I just said it before clicking the link. This is just what I'm like. I just got to create tension. You know how it is. So so uh, right off the bat, I will say that Gameth is cool just because there has not been a like giant mammoth type monster. We've had a couple small ones that are in that range, but like this one is humongous. Uh, and it's just really cool to have something that is different in that way. That is uh, maybe a little more of that traditional caveman idea of mammoth hunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. And uh, it's got some really bright, beautiful colors on its fur, too. Interesting. That's a mammoth. So, just super as mammoth as you can get, like really bony forehead, cool tusks that are kind of jagged. Uh, and I mean, the thing that's remarkable at fighting this one is just how large it is. So you're mm. you're just constantly getting stepped on, like it's oh. barely acknowledging you, and it's like where wherever <laughs> it steps, like ice and snow are getting swung out and. Yeah, so it, and it's got a really loud roar. Uh, I don't necessarily expect, and I like again, Tuesday could prove me wrong, uh, but just given the the pace at which the uh, rise moves compared to the old games, I do think Gameth might get stomped a little bit more unless they retool it. But as a, as an old school experience, just what a cool monster! Uh, I'm also shocked it did not come back in Iceborne. <laughs> That seemed like the game yeah, for it. Sure, that does seem like a bit of a shoe in, doesn't it? Uh, but yeah, Gameth is uh, Gameth is very popular. I mean, all of the all of the Faded Four are pretty widely beloved by the Monster Hunter community. Um, it's interesting to look at this art for for Rise that we have now, mm-hmm. um, because it is very clearly inspired by the Monster Hunter stories direction mm. for this for this design, um, much more emphasizing the bright blues and the sort of white patterns and also more of the like leaning into the main yes in a way that the the generations design doesn't as much um does look very cool yeah there's not a ton to say about gameth other than just it's really fun to fight a cool mammoth yeah um found in the most frigid regions of the world Gamas are behemoths with massive tusks, though they are herbivores. When provoked, they will leverage their enormous weight and trunks to crush a threat. They can also shatter the snow, covering their legs to damage nearby foes. So they just eat entire trees or what? I mean, essentially, yeah. I think they just, you know, it's the it's the joke about, you know, what do you do for an elephant or whatever you get an elephant, whatever it wants. Yeah, it'll just eat anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm making a bigger effort to watch the fights for these to get a sense for the scale and also like what is the tenor of the fight like? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're Raymanowski. The the scale of this one is really good. Like it's you're you're swinging at its feet, kind of like hopelessly. Um, and it's got the nice like snow covered feet, and it's like swinging at you. Uh, I was saying earlier, like big hulking boss fights in these games aren't always my favorite, even though most monsters in Monster Hunter are big and hulking. Um, but like, it's the fact that it's on the slower side that makes it seem less exciting to fight. Um, but it does a lot. It's an area. It's still active despite being big. I will say, as a fighting experience, though, it is nice to fight one that is so large that you're not all on top of each other, like tripping over each other. Like everybody kind of has their own little zone they can focus on without interrupting one another's flow, uh, which is pretty yeah. cool. Uh, and also, one of its deadliest moves is just just suddenly sitting down and crushing you. <laughs> like you can you can be so focused on hitting the back leg, and then it just smashes into you and takes your whole life bar out. Mm-hmm. Very, uh, very soulsy honestly mm-hmm. that's true now you're speaking my language souls bosses i feel like are are one of my go-tos for like a big hard boss fight who will suddenly just unexpectedly disrespect and murder you yes <laughs> um so yeah let's look at some gear um mm. so uh right off the bat this this equipment is not speaking to me a lot Roro. uh it's just kind of bone weapons i mean it, which, it's what know. you'd expect to like carve out of a tusk or something it's sure sure the, i mean it, the problem it runs into is that i mean tusk aesthetic is not super different from bone aesthetic and we have a lot of bone aesthetic in monster hunter true the only uh, weapon that's speaking to me right now is the hunting horn because it's not a hunting horn yep, yeah yeah it's like a combination. It's got four strings. So what type of it? Anyway, some sort of stringed instrument and then also a sword. It feels like it'd be really tricky to use a hunting horn, honestly, like the especially the stringed ones, because like you don't want to hit them with something that has the strings on them. The strings are not super sturdy, I would imagine. Yeah, I. It's best not to ask too many questions about how exactly the hunting <laughs> yeah, horn works. No. That's what we do, though. <laughs> it's, I mean, it, it's just a dumb, weird thought. I'm not going to hold that against anything. That's just me being like, you know, if you think about it, like a dumb. Oh ass. no, I, hold on. Uh, I, I have a concept sketch I pulled from one of the uh, old art books. I'm going to send it to you right now, um, because it it I, I love the language that they used and that gets translated. Uh, so. Yeah, the, the it describes... So this was the first image they made of what a hunting horde could be. Um, and it's just like this... The sketch is like a naked bald guy playing a weird bone horn. And I, yeah, my, my, my favorite is the phrase, there are three actions. And they're all... These are on scare quotes. Play strings, bang drums, and plug holes. Ew. He's just hugging a gigantic, like, conch shell ocarina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've always been a big fan of this sketch as a as a hunting horn main. Uh, this is so you're depraved. Yeah, here, then. yeah. I see. Okay. That's right. Fair Why enough. is he naked? Uh, you know, uh, it's a model. Yeah, you know. sometimes that's how you have to jam. <laughs> I mean, listen, you know, gives you... Uh, no, no, I'm not making that joke. I'm sorry. That sucks a lot. I'm not making that joke. Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, ask the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Why did they have to do it? No one knows. I do like how, like, 
like thick like the the fabric and stuff is of the gameth armor yes. that's fun the armor is great and like there's even like a tusk for protru- uh rather the uh the elephant nose protrusion on one of them yeah yeah all right um and I I feel I feel a bit mixed on the armor, like not not overall sold. There are parts that I like, but I don't. I'm not bought in big. Sure. Um. I don't know what. How do you feel here, Alan? Not not uh not thrilled. Not thrilled. The armor is like yeah. interesting, especially like the male Gamoth, uh, armor across the board. It's like you're almost mm-hmm. a mecha or something. You're like so huge, and non-humanoid. But, like, the girl one is just, like, big coat and big hat. And that doesn't really do it for me all that much, honestly. And it also seems like it's copying a lot of uh, aesthetic from from native people. In a way yeah. That's, you know, yeah, for sure. You know, tricky, complicated. Not my favorite thing in the let's world, say. but yeah, exactly. Complicated, complicated. Um, yeah, I think, I'm a, I think I'm a no on the armor, on the equipment. Yeah, same. But what about the gameth overall? Uh, do we have any big hulking boys like this? I'm sure we do. You like big, uh, slow monster people? I mean, have you played Monster Hunter? <laughs> no, what is that? Is that a game or? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a game. Um, it, I'm looking at. It's definitely one of the bigger ones that isn't like a final boss level monster. Sure, that's fair. Um, I mean, we have, you know. We have like the um the bulldrome, for instance, so the bulldrome isn't that big. Um, but sort of like feeling that like that big normal animal brute uh you know, role to an extent. Um a lot of these I'm looking at don't really feel like they're the same kind of thing though. Like I could I could you know, like what's what's another like big mammal style one? Like the Lagombi? This is nothing like the Lagombi. That's a terrible comparison. The the gamma um, fills its own niche. It's yeah, unique among. I mean, listen, time. we know your agenda here. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not. I'm not trying to sway the vote. Like, out of the out of the faded four, I think this is the one I'm least passionate about, but I mm-hmm. still like it. Fair. Um, I say, cut the gam off. I'm all right. Let's do it. We're cutting the gam off. Next, we're heading to the world of. Glavenus. Uh, yes, yeah. Speaking of cutting, let's talk about Glavenus. Uh, wow, it's got a big sword tail. So can you send? But can you send the wiki art pages again? I'm like, uh, I just, oh, are they in this? Are they in this? Oh, they are. They totally are. Glavenus. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I do. I do mega prep. I'm super good at Glavenus. Glavenus. Look at that. Glavinous. It's just got a big sword tail. Uh, yeah, it is a sword tail. Yeah. And its Japanese name is Dino Valdo. Dino Valdo. Yeah. Huh. Wait, Valdo, like what? What's I? I'm not sure what the what the uh, the the pun there is off the top of my head. I've just okay. I've mainly known it as Glavinus, but it's it. I have seen enough Japanese videos where they you know call it Dino Valdo that I've always oh, it's it's a portmanteau of dinosaur and halberd. Ah, okay. Bird. Ah, halberd. Yeah, cool. Dino. Okay. Dino halberd. That's fun. That's kind of fun. Spear battle axe. Yeah, sure. Uh, so uh, I'm desperately searching for a monster so I can make a joke that isn't good. So yeah, go for it. No, just keep keep working. The, I'm, I'm just, the I'm other just... cool thing about Glavinus, in addition to the sword tail, and this would only work in a game where you, as the as the hunter player, 
are constantly sharpening your weapon with whetstones is that its jaw functions as a whetstone and mid Yo, and mid battle mid battle it will drag its tail against like between its teeth and that will superheat the blade into like a fire blade uh, so whenever whenever its tail starts to get dull it just sharpens on its own teeth and it's amazing what and if you yeah. are if you are in range while it is doing that move uh, where it's sharpening uh, when it pulls out, it will do this spin attack that can be a one-hit kill if you're not careful. Just because it's at the sharpest point the blade can be. So can I sharpen by hitting its mouth? Uh, unfortunately, no. I wish that was something, but like, <laughs> it, maybe one day they'll they'll incorporate that. But for the time being, it is just a cool thing that it does. Listen, this isn't great. This is the best I could do, right? Yeah, but, this is yeah, this is the material we had no, at the time. Uh, oh no, oh, okay. I was gonna make I, I have the bad the bad joke ready. Okay. Uh, men are from Marinos, women are from Glavinus. All right. Yep. Clap. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for your, thank you for your time. <laughs> I yield my time. <laughs> Boy, do I yield. Um, that tail really yeah, sets this, this guy fucking, apart. That's this great. Really fucking cool. Also, you can see the the subspecies of the Hellblade Glavinus. Yes, Glavinus. I'm sorry. I need to. I, I need to stop saying Glavinus for the women are from Venus thing. Yeah. Um, that just looks amazing. Yeah. That that one's constantly in superheated mode, so it's sure, it's never sure. not as sharp as it can be. Uh, and this is also a very satisfying one to get a tail cut on because a chunk of the blade will fly off and stick into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a brute wyvern that can bring its mighty tail down on foes like a massive sword decimating them in an explosion of flames created from the volatile compounds found in its scales it's nice that it only reduce them by one tenth uh, if its tail dulls from accumulated soot a glavinus will use its fangs to resharpen it uh, clavinus look at, I wouldn't like gonna... god damn it god damn it god damn it <laughs> I hate you all. I hate both of you. I'm cutting everything from now on. Um, again, we have this thing where Monster Hunter Stories introduces sort of a different color scheme for it that Rise then decides to go with. Um, well, it's not. In, it's not in Rise yet. Like, it's not in Rise yet. Yeah, but we have the renter. Um, oh, it's going to be. I in assume Rise? it's the. No, not announced. MHR. Isn't that Rise? Wait, where, where, where does it say it's an MHR? I'm looking at I'm looking at the the Glavinus photo gallery. Okay, and it says this is the MHR render. Huh? They're oh no, that's Monster Hunter Riders. Ah. Oh, okay. Well, that make that explains why it looks so similar to Stories because they have a similar similar aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Yep. So that okay. All right. it, the games it's in our generations, Generations Ultimate and Iceborne. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, it it, it um, is an Iceborne. It was the first of the Faded Four to appear outside of Generations. It's also in you know Explore Stories, Stories Two, etc. But and and I, Iceborne gave it the acidic Glavinus subspecies, which is fine, but not as cool as the original. Yeah, let me see this acidic friend here. I I do like that it gets like the weird corrosive uh, like hardened stuff on its tail. Yeah, uh, but, but yeah, just I I don't think they give you enough opportunity or reason to fight it enough to really get as much of a feel for it as Glavinus themselves. Mm-hmm. No, if there's gonna be an an uh in a variant that I like, it's the Hellblade Glavinus. Yeah, Hellblade is amazing. Love a hot. Sword. All right, I'm expecting. 
expecting big things here as we go to equipment. Mm-hmm. It seems like a guy who's primed for some sick. Ha ha ha. Yep. Uh-huh. yep. Okay. Yep. A glavinous yes. intense heat is akin to an active volcano. It can blast apart stone with a single breath and incinerate mountains with a single swipe of its red hot tail. Hmm. Yeah, all of all of its equipment looks great. I okay. I have to let's see. This just like image from the frame of the, from the photo gallery is also just a great shot. Um, God damn it! Copy the image, you stupid piece of garbage. It doesn't want to do it. I copy image. Let's try that. Um, yeah. Okay, you might have to click on that link, but it is <laughs> it's wearing the the glavinous armor, and then it has a gun lance, and it is mid reload, and so the shells are flying into <laughs> yes. the air. That's sick. That's extremely cool. And I, I really do just love how all, like, if you if you have glavinous equipment, there is no mistaking what monster it is from. Any mm-hmm. piece of this equipment. Yeah. Yeah, it has, it, it's like all of it emphasizes that blade, even the stuff that isn't, you know, bladed. I mean, necessarily. the greatsword might as well be the tail. Like, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. fantastic. And the way, like, the, the sword and shield are just, like, twisting parts of, you know, like, of the of the sort of, like, the blade, more bladed parts of the armor. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, this looks, this looks really good. And, and um, glavinous weapons are always known for having good sharpness. And... Sure, yep. sure. Uh, and going down to the armor, I think the armor looks pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. Um... I will say there's a really awkward if you look at the Monster Hunter Iceborne Glavinous Alpha Plus, the women's one just has this awkward like face window in the middle of the armor <laughs> yes. that just looks very dopey. But then the 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 B plus armor gets the shredder mask on the women one, so it looks sure, great. Sure. Yeah, there we go. Uh yeah, this kicks ass. Um Love that glavinous. I, I, Alan, you're very quiet right now. Hello. <laughs> um, looking at the glavinous, looking at the glavinous, that girl armor, the halfway, looks like Rita Repulsa. I'm going through my my script of different things that I have to say about armors. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. I, uh, oh, man. Okay, here's another one. This is this is uh, a uh, Hellblade uh, glavinous uh, armor gallery shot. Yep. Yeah, the deviants are important to look at too because they do actually get different armor sets. Uh, unlike going from like high to master rank for a lot of monsters, uh, and the Hellblade—I mean, this is colors are great. This is interesting because it's almost leaning into like yokai aesthetic, mm-hmm. which is going to become a, a very big thing in a couple games. But that when they do that crosser crossover with a uh, yokai watch, yeah, <laughs> you could kill that fucking cat. <laughs> Made myself laugh at a joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a big yes all around. Yep. Purple, red, blue, colorful, scary. I'm here for it. And a fun fight. It's It's got everything. And it's, yeah, that's such a cool idea for a, a monster. Give me a razor sharp tail. I don't, get, I don't even care. It's Monster Hunter. And now we get to the one that our podcast is uses the the theme of yes. you know a cover of the theme of as its theme yep. Mis- the mizutsune yeah okay so yeah I, it's tough to even talk about this one it, it is the bubble fox wyvern uh and it's amazing 
<laughs> I, I have a question. Mm-hmm. So this is a Leviathan, which is like the water ones. Mm-hmm. Is it in a game where there is there are water mechanics? Uh, like swimming stuff? It has not been yet. No, it, it debuts it debuts after that uh, in, in Generations. So. And yeah, it, is, it has only appeared in Generations and Rise so far. And yet uh, it is consistently in the top five, if not the top two, on uh, Japanese popularity contests for favorite monster. It's because it's fucking gorgeous. Yes. <laughs> And also extremely Japanese. Like, you know, yeah. it even gets to keep a Japanese type name, uh, whereas a lot of the monsters get localized to not have that. Mizutsune uh, mm-hmm. is just right up, you know, exactly what it is. It's, it's a water fox. Yeah, uh, especially evolved Leviathan with a slick, a sleek, lithe body. Mizutsune can excrete, uh, secrete a peculiar fluid that covers its foes in immobilizing bubbles. Once its foes' movements are impaired, it closes in with spry, dance-like movement. Um, yeah, I mean, just looking at this, it has that, like, sort of, like, the more, you know, wyvern-y, like, face, but then it turns into these big ears mm-hmm. that feel very, very different, and then you get, like, sort of scales mixed in with, like, the sort of... I don't know how to describe that back. That back is just interesting. <laughs> you just say baby got um, back in one. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, it's got, like, mantis hands. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I never noticed the hands. And it's got this, like, flowing tail that, like, becomes more fur-like as it goes along. It's kind of a scrubber brush tail, which goes with the soap, which goes with, like, it's, it's soap bubble gimmick. Uh, I, something I love about this monster is its movement and the way that it, like, slides around and utilizes that soapiness to just kind of skid and move very quickly and like glide through its watery environments. Uh, and also that it can rub that off on you. And if the, if the bubbles touch you, you start slipping and sliding as well, uh, which is a mechanic no other monster in the game has. That's very fun. Uh, as you might expect for, for a monster that's so popular, um, there are a lot of great shots of it in, in the um, photo gallery. Here's a promo shot of, I assume someone in the Mizutsune armor up facing a Mizutsune and, just I, just, I just like that. That looks really good. Mm-hmm. I love everything about uh, the music scene. This was, by the way, the first time I learned when I was like just starting to learn Japanese 101 that I was like, water? Fox? Water Fox! <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> <laughs> I like figured that pun out on my own without looking it up and I felt like a big kid. Uh, we also have some, some cool subspecies here. Mm-hmm. Um We've got the Soul Seer to start with, um, which I don't know what to say about this guy. That's uh... yeah, it, that is its deviant form, and it does it. It it's said to be blind, uh, but when it opens its left eye, there's a blue flame. So it, it technically is like seeing into your soul as you fight it. Oh man, and it's like the fur is like a more of a white now, um, and. Damn, this thing's cool. <laughs> Sorry, which uh, variant it, is this? This is the Soul Seer. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Very cool. Uh, yeah, a Mizutsune that has lost its eyesight but adapted to use I- its bubbles as another sense. Rumor says that the malice of an undying grudge burns within its closed eyes. Those it catches in its bubbles know the true meaning of its nickname, Soul Seer. Require special permission to hunt. 
Yeah, it's, it's got to be Soul Seer Mizutsune season. Yeah. Got to get your license. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you you do have to get special licenses to fight the deviants. That is a big part of GU. Tengen Tama Mitsune. That's the Japanese. Now, here's a fun thing. Oh, well, oh we have more deviants. Or, or not deviants, more substances. <laughs> Excuse me. I was going to jump the gun. I was going to jump the gun. We need to go to Apex next. Um, Apex so, yeah. so a- Apex, uh, the Apexes in Rise are very based on the... Uh, they're at least design-inspired by the deviants from GU, uh, but they don't have the movesets. And something that a lot of people have been wondering is if in the master rank that is Sunbreak, if those monsters will suddenly take on the deviant qualities, uh, which is mm. something I'd love to see because we also don't have any armor sets for the Apexes and Rise, which is unusual, uh, but maybe that's going to be part of the Sunbreak update. I would love to see that personally. I like the blue tail. Otherwise, I don't find this very engaging. No. Yeah, not, not yet really. anyway. Yeah. But that's that's fine. These things happen. Um, and then our last one is the Thunder Bubble from Explore. Yeah. Um, they, it's got Thunder Bubble. The Explore designs are always so extra in a way that's like appealing, but I also feel nothing about them because they're like Explore is not a game you can play. So it's like cool. That's a JPEG that looks good. Yeah. Um, I do like that the Thunder Bubble one has like peacock uh, vibes, even more so on the tail with the yellow circles. Um, oh yeah, that's very pretty. I'm into that. I'm into that. Mitsutsune is just a freaking elegant monster. We're gonna talk about the equipment in a minute. Uh, it's you know, right. sorry, just the, I, I, again because I've had Elden Ring on the brain for so long. There is like a really iconic fight in that game against like an ancient deer spirit, and it's really great because it's the it's the Soulsborne type of boss fight where you can tell you're doing something wrong by killing it. Um, like it's really beautiful and it's just like vibing in nature and it's little celestial area and you kill it. And that's what the music scene also feels like is like, this thing is intimidating and scary, but also so beautiful that I wouldn't dare hurt it. And yet I have to, because as we'll talk about, uh, it's armor is incredible. Well, yeah, a fun little ecology thing, by the way, is that all the Mizutsunes you fight in Monster Hunter are males. Uh, because they are only, uh, outside of the breeding season where they're super aggressive and territorial, Mizutsune are gentle monsters. Aww. So you only come into conflict with them when they're horny and angry. Six make a joke. And here, no, it's not a joke. It's just uh, how bad would the equipment have to be for us to cut this at this point? Yeah. And it's not going to be. It's not going to Nope. I love this equipment. <laughs> Let's take a look. Okay. Yes, here we go. This is This is the, like... You know, fucking, like, Sakura Blade-inspired shit I'm here for. Look at the hunting All horn, right. the sword and shield, the dual blades. they got the Sakura everywhere. Yeah, uh, I, I love that the sword and shield is... It, there is no sword, so you get to use the a fan as a shield, and then, like, these, like, Buddhist beads. So you're technically punching a monster in the face with, like, <laughs> exorcism beads. Are those... Uh, it looked like Dongo to me. <laughs> oh, no, they're, they're, they're meant to be, like, yeah. Like they're connected. The, the, Okay. Yeah, the beads. Okay. Uh, also, okay. I'm a huge fan. Enough. I'm a huge fan of the Mizutsune lance, which is uh, which is kind of one of those like monk staves you sometimes see uh, oh, with yeah, like with the rings with the rings that yeah. yeah move while you're using it. I mean, listen. I'm also just I'm also just a simple person. You just show me the fucking long sword. I'm like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's the, there at the bottom of the armor gallery. There is a long sword render where you can see that it actually has cherry blossoms etched into the blade. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just gorgeous. 
And this armor also fucking rules. Yep. Uh, yeah, this armor was inspired by the folk tale of the uh, Fox Wedding, which you can also see a version of in uh, Akira Kurosawa's Dreams. So, yeah, this is, you know, you get the, the groom and bride look from the Blade Master armors. I, uh, I also want to show, um, you can see some of the renders from, from Rise if you want to see these and just sort of like a, a more, a more high poly count, certainly, um, if Discord decides. No, Discord just decided it didn't want to do that one. It just said no. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> let's try that. Maybe that one will work. Yeah, but they're still beautiful. I would rock yeah. the, uh, the female armor as like a cosplay. Mm-hmm. It looks so I good. Mean, honestly, I would. I would rock either of these. I do like the female one better. I do like the little hood and yeah. everything, but it's just well, all of this looks really good. And then you've got the X, which is just a very different look. Um, and the male gunner has like the Kitsune mask also. Oh, mm-hmm. just beautiful. And then, but the female one has it on the side, side of the, head, of the like head, festival mask. Yes. And then, yeah, and the music's like in the... X with the female with the big hat. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. They put work in this one. They didn't have to. Yeah, there there is a reason this one is as popular as it is. It is just every every single detail of it is thoughtful and thorough. And if you can't tell, we love the music also. Yeah. I knew the Mizutsune was well regarded, um, but I wasn't really familiar with it. I just like checked out a couple of musical themes when picking for this, and I was like, this is fantastic. Um so I didn't even know the monster ruled when I did that. <laughs> well, it just happened right that also it. the monster ruled. And, and now yeah. it's one of your favorites from what I'm hearing. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is one of my favorite monsters. This is really sick. Um, this makes me want to go pick Rise back up. Please do. <laughs> uh, it's it's one of those ones yeah. that where like, they burn it early. So you fight it like early enough in the game that I have no reason to fight it anymore other than because I love it. And I want make I guess I want more of its armor sets. Well, and you'll fight it. But you'll then, fight it again in master rank when it's got more moves and it's even tougher. So true, true, mm-hmm. true. And then uh, Sunbreak is going to come out, and they're going to add Soulseer, and then you'll do that. Exactly. Mm. Wait, are they actually? Um, is that a joke? I mean, it's very it's possible. Not a, it's it's not a joke. It seems likely. They haven't confirmed it. Uh, I, I would say that any monster that has had uh, a deviant form will have an apex in Sunbreak, uh, and it seems like they're bringing back a lot of the monsters that had deviant forms. So, uh, yeah, I'm hoping we'll see. Excellent. Uh, all right. Now it's time. I mean, okay. I didn't say it. Obviously this is a yes, a yes to equipment and a keep overall. Uh-huh. Like, don't fucking kid yourself. Yep. Um, now it's time to try and get Alan to remember a bit from chats. Okay. I got this. <clears throat> all right. What is the name of this creature? This next one. Now... Malfestio. No, that's you're, you're skipping one. Oh, 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 great! <laughs> it's great! It's great, Macau. <laughs> oh, we got the great Macau. Okay, right, Macau. This is a <laughs> this is a Studio sixty on the Sunset Strip joke for fucking no, no one. one. <laughs> Not even for me. Let's go. There's <laughs> a character in Studio sixty on the Sunset Strip who talks about wanting to open up a big development in the in the country, the city of Macau. Uh, and he said he it's played by I think Ernest something like famous old actor and he says like he says it funny he says Macau and it's- he, he he says it the one time as an off thing and then like for like seven episodes every time something goes bad he's like this better not mesh things up for Macau <laughs> like all right thanks bud <laughs> love it 
This is the great Macau, um, though. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I don't have a ton to say about this one. It's uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's another one of the starter raptor monsters, and depending on how you feel about those, like what this one adds to it is, it has some feathers on its head, and it uh jump it, it pogo sticks off of its tail to hit you with its talons. Like those are the two things it really offers. Oh, uh, I'm I'm getting word that the great Macau would like to speak. Um, if we look in the voice chat here, uh, it's gonna make an appearance. Hey guys, you're talking about me. <laughs> hey, <laughs> got this intense face on this boy. <laughs> yes, about to drop a fire uh, mixtape. Uh, th- this one is a little bit fun and to fight, just because if you do, you can't cut its tail off. But if you do enough damage to it, sometimes it will go. It'll rear back to do its like pogo stick move, and then it'll just fall over instead. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Um. Yeah, it uh, it's. I mean, it for one of these, right? Yeah. For one of these great lines, it is a, more interesting than a lot of them. It's got a good look. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate the colors. Yeah. I'm trying not to be dismissive because it's an early game fight. Mm-hmm. Um, having a like early game monster that just bounces back on its tail and then leaps at you though is kind of sick. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, it's intimidating a little bit. It's not that big. Uh, uh also. The, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I pulled up the equipment, uh-huh. and the light bow gun is a lever action sniper. <laughs> That's <rifle>. correct. <laughs> what? No. Yeah. That's a lever action Whoa, sniper. Whoa! With camo. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> That's the light bow gun. There's not even there isn't even a heavy bow gun. Yeah. Did they not have heavy bow gun in ultimate? Uh, they they did. Um, I don't know why it's not there. Maybe just yeah, it's, just it's an early game. They don't. Happen. They don't give everything. Everything. Uh, they don't yeah. give everything. Uh, every weapon, rather. And then also the gun lance is a, like a a revolver style one with a bayonet. That's a actually, gun blade. Actually, I I think you can see the heavy bow gun in the armor gallery at the bottom, because it is also a sniper rifle, but with like a crossbow. Crossbow sniper. What? Interesting. Okay. Yeah, this is a different design. I, I I scrolled. I was like, maybe they just omitted the the side parts for the light bow gun. No, this is a different design. Um, it's got like the the armor gallery really shows off the way the hat has like Robin Hood vibes. Yep. Um, in very silly ways. I think. I think the armor saves this guy for me. Just I think here. that's reasonable. I mean, yeah, I like that they incorporate the feathers on its head into a Robin Hood feather hat. It's like it's not, you know, one of the great winners of all time, but it's just a silly little pal. And I think it's we've cut so many of the greats, you know? Yeah. And sometimes uh, Monster Hunter just needs funny little dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Don't we all? Yeah. Simple, straightforward, uncomplicated. Great the way that you're making me feel tonight. It's hard to let it go. Let's head to the Mal Fiesto. Mal- I added uh, an extra yeah. vowel uh, in there. <laughs> Malfestio. Malfestio, yes. Mal Fiesto is huh. a bad party. Uh, I, I, I'd, I'd also like Alan to attempt to read the Japanese name for Malfestio. Oh, Manovsky, why must I suffer? <laughs> Hold on, I got this, I got this. Uh, nope, not that one. This one. Malfestio. <laughs> oh, hold on. I got to count how many O's there are. Hororororororuru. 
Yep. Bingo, baby. Nice. Easy. Damn, that was great. That was that amazing. Was great. I, I'm glad I believed in you. <laughs> Thank you for believing in me. I want to keep it just for Alan's performance there. That was fantastic. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's a um, Kapora Gabora. What is it with Japanese writers and naming owls funny things? It's Kapora Gabora from Zegada. Yep, so. From Zegada? Zelda. I don't know. Zelda. What the fuck. <laughs> okay. All right. But yeah, uh, right. Malfestio yeah. is a giant owl that has a jester type hat uh, on its head. Like that's that's how its plumage goes. Uh, it is not much oh. larger than the hunters, but still large enough that like a big owl is a scary thing to fight. Uh, it is also one of the only monsters I can think of. Maybe the only monster that does confusion, which. Uh, you know, hey, Pokemon uh, podcast, here, Confusion is back for you. Uh, in Yay. this game, it reverses your controls temporarily. Oh, it's not like when you hit the attack button, you have a random chance to stab yourself. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just, yeah, you, you start walking backwards if you're not careful or... Okay, like sure. That. Uh, and it can't, classic, classic action game style. It can, it can also put you to sleep uh, while it's fighting. Uh, and I am a big fan of the Nightcloak Malfestio, which is its variant, which... Uh, I think captures the the silent flight aspect of what owls and what makes them so scary. Uh, yeah. And so uh, what Nightcloak can do is it can go, it can like shift in and out of visibility as it's fighting. Mm. So it just will be temporarily invisible, then shift back. And it's like it's teleported, but you can still hit it while it's invisible. Hmm. Hmm. Yep. I do like the inside of the wings on this guy, the sort of like swirling night sky kind of look. Yes. That's on the base one? Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very, very like Aurora Borealis. May I okay. see it? God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> so fast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Nightcloak Malfestio, and this time of year in this place, localized entirely in your kitchen? Yes. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the Nightcloak fight just to see it doing the disappearing. I, I like what you were saying, Minoski. It's not like um, annoyingly big. But it's definitely scary. You're like, that's not normal. Owls shouldn't be three times my size. Yeah, owls, um, an owl should not be big enough to eat me, but not so giant mm-hmm. that it's ridiculous. And like something that usually bothers me with flying monsters is that they're just so mobile and you can. it's very rare that you get to hit them as a melee character. Mm-hmm. But the Malfestio is like close enough to the ground that even when it's flying, it's still in melee range, which is like kind of unique. And um, a, a very fun animation detail with it, too, is if you are hitting it in the back, sometimes it will turn its head all the way around to look at the person <gasps> hitting it in the back and then just hit them instead. Very so, <laughs> yeah, it's there. there is a lot of, about Malfestio that is just fun. It's got fantastic animations. Uh, yeah. And it, like you said, it's just the perfect size to uh, be intimidating, but interesting and still uh, easy to hit when it's not putting you to sleep or confusing you. Uh, it's also a monster, and again, I don't know what they're going to do with the game, but it's a monster I very strongly feel will probably come back in Sunbreak just because an owl with a jester's cowl fits the Eastern uh, European fantasy vibe they're going for. Mm. Um, so it could happen. Uh, but I also want to just go over to the equipment, which is great. What equipment could it possibly oh. have? It couldn't possibly Oh, have. man. <clears throat> Let me just take a big sip of coffee real quick. Ah, the sword and shield! 
I, that's not even, you need to go down to the armor, my friend. Okay, okay, okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hello? <laughs> yeah, so so the armor is like a Venetian carnival masquerade armor with, uh, with a barn owl face mask. Uh-huh. And uh, depending on gunner or blade master, you get a regular or domino style one. Mm-hmm. And then also, if you go down to Mal- Malfiesto X, you get a musketeer. Um, you can't lose. Yeah, Please the- tell me this is coming to rise. I need that armor set so badly. I, I feel a, I feel very strongly that it's probably one of the returners uh, because it has not appeared in anything other than Generations Ultimate yet. So it's it's time is now. Holy crap. The shoes, the little point. This is like if the Death Scythe <laughs> was made into an armor set, kind of. Not as creepy and dark, but like you got the like evil jester vibes that I like. And I really mm-hmm. do think that the Malfestio X armor is a case where the female armor is much cooler than the male armor with that musketeer hat. Yeah, it is good. The plume. Though I also do like the the skull mask thing they got going on there. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. You versus the guy he tells you not to worry about. <laughs> I also like the the hunting harp. Is good. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, this is a uh, this equipment's very good. Um, are we keeping another one? Of course, yeah, we, we really. I are. just feel like we're doing a bad job here. It's just that generations <laughs> is full of bangers. They they it, focused it, in on making bangers. It really is. It really is. And also, you knew it was going to be this way when you brought me onto the show. So yeah, that too. And and also a thing we've said before is like Monster Hunter is not like Pokemon. They're not putting out 150 of these at a time. Nope. They really focus on making the designs winners. Yeah, you usually get like five to nine new monsters and then subspecies. Like they, So they really do fit, focus and fix it on making each one memorable in some way. And they've gotten better mm. at it too. Like Pokemon has mm-hmm. had the problem of like, well, we've done all of our coolest, a lot of our coolest designs and now we have to like branch out and do weirder designs. Whereas Monster Hunter still has like such a, a roadmap ahead of it for weird yeah. and interesting there, things. There's like do. 700 less monsters in Monster Hunter at this yeah. point. So exactly. Yeah. Mel- Melfestio, I-, I think is a keeper by all, you know, any margin. All right. Well, that's another keeper. And uh, that's where we're stopping for today. I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got some good monster work done. That's and, fair. Uh, yeah. Why does so, the wiki? Why does our uh, list break after that one? I don't know. I think I I I usually did breaks based on what game they were from, mm-hmm. but that doesn't seem to be what I did here. So I don't know. So so we have an, Nicar- we have an Elder ne- Dragon the, next. The the next monster is the last monster of Generations, and then the other two are the big debuts of Generations Ultimate. I see. Okay, so probably there's a space there that should... You know what? I bet there's a space there by accident. I'm going to collapse it, but it doesn't matter because we're not doing it today. Well, uh, we'll finish up the fourth generation next time Mm -hmm. and move into the fifth. I I will tease that one of the monsters we're going to be talking about next time is one of my favorites in the entire series, so... Wow. But you you had like four of those today. So. Uh, yeah, but this 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 <laughs> one was uh this one would beat them all in my view. So. Wow. Wow. Really feel that strongly about the Googles. Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Minovsky. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us again. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Minovsky article and you can find me right here on this show whenever there's a Monster Hunter episode. Uh yeah. I uh, can't believe Minovsky is that excited about the Wolg. Nope. 
<laughs> nope, not this time. Uh, all right, Alan, where can people find you? Hey, folks, what's going on? You can find me over at Chats a Television Podcast. That's C H A T Z colon a television podcast. My friend John and I right now are watching TV shows two episodes a week, and right now we're actually covering shows that were canceled before they reached thirteen episodes. So we finished our discussion of On the Air, David Lynch's forgotten quote-unquote gem. Uh, we did Nathan Fillion's 2007 summer mid-season replacement drive. And we're moving into the 2008 New Amsterdam show that people don't remember. So <laughs> check it out if you want to think about shows that you don't know exist. Um, and we also have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash chatspod. That's what I got. All right. Fantastic. Well, thank you. Oh, I, I, I exist. Yeah, Sorry. where can we find um, you on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm at Six Detmar on Twitter, S-A-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R, because people misspell my last name. Um, uh, Scanlandmedia.com and Patreon.com slash Scanlandmedia is where you can find my work. I do a lot of podcasts and some other things. And until next time, folks, quest complete. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs>